Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. The show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous, and the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Commanders, and welcome to episode 459 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, Chief Archivist of Lave Radio, also known as Colin No Arms Ford. And joining me in the Orange Sidewinder Bar for this episode, we have our Head of Health and Safety, Commander Ed Levice, otherwise known as Ben Moss Woodward. Does that mean you're mostly armless? I'm rearming even as we speak. We also have our staff liaison officer, Commander Psykit, otherwise known as Claire. These boots have seen everything. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Very good. I'll go now. I'll go now. It's fine. Very good. Is it my fate to touch everything? <laughs> I don't know. There's just a lot of a lot of stuff on my mind and in it. And also bringing bringing up the rear, we've got SRV Banksy himself. That's Commander Alec Turner. Hey, Colin's back. Let's give him a big hand. Yes, because no one else, because I can't. <laughs> yeah. If you wish, you can join us live. We're hanging out in game in open. Where are we, Ben? I am in leave at the moment with Commander Dr. One. Excellent. I do believe the Chris Mark Four will probably be joining you soon. But if you can't get to in-game, you can join us on the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through lavevideo.com slash live. Click on the live chat, or go to twitch.tv slash laveradio, or even better, go to YouTube or Facebook or Twitter. Even better, <laughs> YouTube? Sure. I'm just, I'm just showing the diversity of platforms that people can I'm, find I us. Mean, I mean, people, you'd think people would know by now. Yeah, but... They don't, which is why we always bring it up. We, 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 you never know. There might be one new person who decides, what's this about a live radio that I, I hear about? Oh, I must. Uh, well, in doing so, look. they probably find them on Finders via one of our social platforms. I'm being, I'm being facetious, and I'm enjoying it. <laughs> really clear. I never would have guessed. Being, being serious. Can I be serious for a second? 
You be serious. Yes. Okay. If this is your first episode of Lave Radio... Go back to the Mm. beginning and listen to every (laughs) other thing. (laughs) No! Why would they do that? Please... Get in touch with us via socials or send let us, us know email in the comments. Info at or let us know on our and, Discord. Don't uh, email. Don't email because Ben never pays something. attention to them. I pay attention to emails, <laughs> uh, but I don't, I don't pay attention to social media. Uh, social, media social media is uh, is scum. Emails these days, you might as well get a gramophone, Granddad. <laughs> what, uh, it's a yeah. sliding into DMs kind of situation right now. Hey, we're not doing any of that. No, no. There are other games that handle yeah. that a lot better yeah. than this one. The man to create in the oh. chat rooms, uh, he says it's his first time listening live. Does that count? No. F- first time listener ever. Ah, right. Fair if enough. This, if this is your first. Also, also, can you answer a really, really important question? Why? <laughs> because we're awesome. Why? Why? You've made it through this far. Why are you still listening? Surely you would know by now. I'm sure some people are still discovering Elite, and you know they're like, you know what, Elite's a really fripping amazing game. I it want to find out more about that. Yeah, oh. you know, I'd, uh, come on, a Foxy Loxy will be tuning in any day now for his first episode. I bet. <laughs> Actually, he's it's probably finished it by now. Ch- Chirpy Vader's on his third. Amazing. So yeah, we do have new listeners. Amazing Thank you, new listeners. I'm, we love I'm you. I'm so proud. I'm so proud of all of you for sticking with us. <laughs> It and is thank a you for everybody else who's listened to everything. Yes. Congratulations, you've made it through the marathon that is the intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you think that's bad, wait till you get to the end of what everybody's been up to this week. So let's start <laughs> with... <our> content. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's start with Claire. Oh, I've taken a drink. Uh, what have I been up to this week? Um, Obviously. Not, not an awful lot. Like, uh, D&D stuff. A lot of D&D stuff. Oh, I raised some money for um, the British Red Cross, which Excellent. was really cool. Um, we, raised some, we raised some money for the British Red Cross on Friday, oh. which was which was lush and fun and a really nice experience. And I was shattered and I slept for most of Saturday and then came back to um, did um, did uh, some um, D&D stuff over the weekend. Um and have since been playing cyberpunk um because there's a new there's a new um the new what's it out with cyberpunk which mm. um which um cdpr re- recommended that they would that you start a new save for and i've, I've only just unlocked the dlc like 10 hours in <laughs> and i've been predominantly focusing on the main quest so um I don't know. I don't know whether I would necessarily recommend it, but um, I've just had the phone call to start the new stuff with Idris Elba in, um, and um, I've forgotten how much I enjoyed that game. It is a very, very fun, fun game. Um, apparently, in one patch between when I last played and I now played, you now have like a handheld chainsaw that you can use, and it has become my entire personality, decapitating okay. people and um, enjoying like cutting off their arms and hearing and seeing the um, comments from chat or oh, never be ahead of anything going forward or he really lost his head. There's been, there's been a lot of, um, there's been a lot of really insensitive jokes that have happened and I've just been enjoying the gore. It's are they a mostly fun game. As well? <laughs> Sorry. They're mostly armless as well. Uh, they? Like one person lost one arm and I thought of Colin. 
Um, <laughs> um, I've heard the new version's got uh, ray tracing and stuff as well. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know exactly what they've done with it, but it feels beautiful. It runs smoother. It feels like it's. Um, the last time they've I played done, it, done good stuff. Yeah, the last time I played it, it felt like it was difficult difficult in a single PC streaming setup. Now it doesn't. I don't feel like I'm batting an eyelid with it at all. Um, and it's. Um, it's really nice. I'm really enjoying it. I forgot how much I enjoyed that game. I really enjoy the representation in this game. You know, you know yeah. what I'm like. Rep- yeah. um, representation and accessibility and all of that sort of sort of nonsense. And I'd forgotten. I'd like forgotten how beautiful Judy was, and it has rekindled. Mm, Judy's awesome. Rekindled a love between a. It it before there was him, there was her. <laughs> It's been a lot of fun, um, but I haven't um, I haven't played an awful lot of um, awful lot of Elite other than on Friday when I finally went in game and checked out the um, the new logs. Um, the, well, the, mm. I say the new logs, but the the logs from the Warglass interview. Um, the Zach Calico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Calico yeah. Zach yeah. things. Um, really, I thought they were really good. I thought they were really good. I really want to. Do them do do the vo- do do have to have people do voice acting for me? Yeah, for them yeah. So I can if if only nice think of some voice actors who could do I this. imagine, I imagine mm. Pete's probably already been on it or something and got some <laughs> folks involved. Um, but it it's I, I, it's mm. really good. It's really good. I think I think one of them looks more like it's text chat though. So I don't know how how well yeah. that would yeah you know, it would always it works um, well translate. Enough and books and things and, yeah. yeah it would always translate but um it's <coughs> i thought that was really fun um i went and looked at the um the the the, the i went and looked at a titan and used a pulse wave on it cuz i hadn't had an opportunity to do that yet and saw all of the saw how tiny the little pod sections look on the titan i wasn't quite expecting them to be so dinky tiny small Nice. Um, I haven't done that yet. Not until we can go and mine them. More on this later. More on that later. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I wanted to go check it out because I, that message hadn't come out yet. Um, but um, yeah, it, there, it's that's a, that was a little another one of those ones where I always feel like Elite is really really struggles to get um, get scale across. Like we know spaceships are big. We know that they're big because it takes you, you, you run out of breath when you're running between um, the entrance to um, the concourse and the, um, and the Corvette, if you don't have like endless running or whatever on. Um, But I, I, I forget. And that was another really stark reminder of how, just how Titanic the Titans are. The clues in the name really. I haven't, I haven't been, but I've seen videos and screenshots of the little dinky human sort of signatures. Um, and you're right, we have no idea how big a Titan is. Yeah. I, I, I think very few of us have the slightest clue how huge a Titan is. Until it, you... It's so difficult to like quantify in any way yeah. because of the because of just the sheer scale of it. Um, and yeah, I experienced my first size um, only from like a, pla- a passing view. And they're pretty scary too, um, mm. but yeah, I feel like I had a good a good portion of time to really catch up with some of the new things that have appeared in Elite. So that was really nice. Cool. Can um, I backtrack? When you went to get the calico logs, yeah, was the planet still the location still nicely lit? Because it's a stunning location. 
It is a stunning location. It's in a um in a, a crater. crater that I couldn't good, I was gonna yeah. say I was gonna say it's in a planet dip, isn't it? <laughs> Big planet dip. Planet it's in a planet dip. Um yeah, it's really pretty and it was it was lit. It was very, very well done. Cool, good. I'm planning I'm, to I'm make depressed now. It was it was dark when I was there. Oh, was it? Mm. Oh, yeah, so it's not it, locked it, then. It was, it was nighttime a, when I was there. It's a actually does anyone know because, because it's a moon. Even even moons that are tidally locked, if the parent planet's moving, I've never quite got this mm-hmm. right in my head about whether they whether a tidally locked moon means very much in terms of whether it gets day lit all the time or not. Because no, it it, I tell you, it it all depends on what the planet's orbit is. Because um, if if your planet is tidally locked to the star, then basically you've got one side which is constantly yeah, yeah, covered yeah. in but light. But if the moon's the tidally locked to you, then that means jack shit in terms of. How it well, you're still, it just means your periodicity is going to be whatever the planet rotation is rather yeah. than the moon's rotation. Yeah. So yeah, look, so at, look at Meteor and, Meteor and Apollo, for example. Yeah. So basically, you know, if I'm ever looking, spin. if I'm ever looking for like a locate a planetary location to do a race or something on, which I want to guarantee is going to be permanently lit, then I never bother with moons. I always just find tidally locked planets. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mind you, if you if you want the planet constantly to be in the sky for some reason, then you land Ooh, on a on true. a on a on a tidally locked moon, so that no matter where you're driving about, as long as you're on the side that faces the planet, you will see the planet. Anyway, tidally locked pair, don't we? Anyway, <laughs> um, right, we'll go, Ben. Um, what have I been up to? I, I've been, I've been, I've been mostly in D and D land as well. Um. As we're talking about it during the pre-show, I went off and I made myself a teeny tiny gnome uh, to see how certain cutscenes would physically work with some of the larger characters, <laughs> and, and and they've thought of that too. Felf. Gnome is where um, the heart is. Yes, no, gnome is where the heart is, and I had to go bubblegum pink. Um, Obviously, I, couldn't find it's the only a, I don't think I found any pigtails though. Yeah, um, there are pigtails. You can do. Um, you can do like little space buns, which have pigtails down the back. I saw, oh, okay, I saw I saw space buns, but I didn't. So, turn yeah, around the, to there's see space the buns, bits. and then there's also space buns with pigtails, but down the back. Okay, okie dokie. Uh, I, I, my I, I, like my just has them. <laughs> yeah, I like my character's hair now anyway, so I'm quite, I'm quite happy with what she has. But yeah, I was looking for pigtails because you know there are certain things that have to be done, and a, 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 a you know bubblegum pink gnome with pigtails just seems right. Or wrong, depending, I suppose. Um, in spacey games, I've played the alpha, doing the alpha's version, the alpha games version of CQC, uh, which has got a whole load of love recently, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, and I quickly popped in just to make sure things were working after they did a patch. I got recognized for being in the wrong universe by a commander, and I'm sorry, commander, I've forgotten your name, but you know, hi and thanks for listening and things like that anyway. Because he, he was like, "You're a bit, you're a bit far from Labour, aren't you?" Wow! Like, yep, I really am. Cool. But you know, you know, who'd have thought it? You know, space games, and there's a crossover in, in the in the player base. In the player Crazy base. Talk. Wow, that's amazing. No, it's amazing. Um, yeah, that's really been about. That's been my life, really. Oh, yep. I did actually on Friday. I took part in a murder mystery as well, and that, so that a murder mystery. Like, uh, I think it was like you know something. Basically, the guy arranging it had these PDFs from the late 90s, early 2000s, I think. Wow. <laughs> and shared the appropriate one with us. 
Um, and that that was it was fun, um, but maybe not the best of idea to do over the internet whilst consuming large amounts of whiskey, rum, and wine. Um, doubly so because so there were there were two women there and four men. One of the women was playing a male character. Two, three of three of the men were playing females. My character was was retired and sleeping with the Mexican gardener. The Mexican gardener was sleeping with just about everybody there. Um, but the issue that we all had in looking back on it in in hindsight was, and there is refer- there's relevance with the Mexican gardener coming up, um, was that. The game made life harder for you by not telling you reciprocal facts. So, you know, for example, we really started grilling somebody that we thought was lying about whether or not they attended a funeral. Um, and we really started grilling this person, and I feel quite bad about it now. Because, uh, and, you know, we found out later on they didn't know they'd gone to the funeral. It was, you know, the only person, it was like their sister's funeral. Well, that's no, ridiculous. How can they not know that they went to so a funeral? That person's husband knew that they both went to the funeral, but they didn't know that they went to the funeral. That's really silly. And we're like, what the hell? Um, and that's you know, we were really that was missed, though, for sure. Well, no, it, yeah. this was this was done in a lot of places because you know I went off and yeah, you know, I, I I found out later on that I was sleeping with this Mexican gardener, and you know he's like this another British lad. I was like, hey. I was sleeping with you, mate. I was like, "Are you?" Yes, we're 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 shagging. He's like, "Are we?" Yes. Wow. And, I, and I copied. I showed him that part so of memorable. my text. So memorable. And I was like, yeah, we're shagging. Been. And he's and like, then, I, "I've I've not been told that." And then after so, all, keys were put in a ball. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God. So Jeez. yeah, but the the game did not make life easy easier for us by hiding facts that the other person should have known. Because, you know, if I was shagging him, then he should really remember that fact, and vice versa. And if, you know, if we both went to a funeral, we should both know we both went to the funeral, rather than going down this weird red herring. And there was, in hindsight, there were a bunch of cases like that, where one person was told one thing, and the other person who was there just didn't know anything about it, which made life awkward and argumentative. But apart from that, we had lots of fun. It's live role playing, but without the swords. <laughs> Basically, yeah, and yeah, we did all. We all got on camera, and uh, I found out this only after the event that we were all meant. Well, only as we were all going on camera that we all had. We were meant to be wearing masks and. I was say, and I meant to like, you should, are we? Yeah, and false moustaches and things are surely called. For. Yeah, I was like, oh, um, okay. Well, and the guy who was raging was like, yeah, we only decided to do this French last accent. second. <laughs> yeah, well, I was meant to be this. New York. I was meant to be this New Yorker, retired to California, um, and a book author or something like that. And we had various fake tan, uh, maybe a bagel and uh, a pipe. Well, I was female as well, but I suppose women can women can also women can smoke a pipe. Yeah. Hi, Chris. Chris has just shown up in life. Um. Well, it, it was fun. It was just. I'd rather get drunk to games like um, Cards Against Humanity and things. Yeah, I feel that. Um, but we still had fun, so yeah, it was it was worth trying. 
Fair, fair enough. Um, so we'll move on to the uh, Chair Whittler himself. Hello. Mm. Hello. So oh, well, let's, get the, let's get the innuendo out of the way. Yes, so I've been sneaking out to my garage in the mornings to oil my wood. For now, for now. There we go. <laughs> um, are, we, are we talking moist wood now? <laughs> it is after I've oiled it, that's for sure. Uh, anyway, um, what else have I been up to? I went to see uh, I went to see Haunting in Venice, the new uh, Kenneth Branagh um, murder mystery Agatha Christie thing. It's good actually. I've I've really enjoyed this series of films, but um, if if you've liked the other two, uh, this one not so many exciting locations and costume changes. It all takes place in a in a dark and rainy abandoned building in Venice over the course of one night, but it's um, it's still good. Uh, what have I done also in game? I yeah, I went out to what I'm now calling Calico's Crater um, to get the logs, but it is a gorgeous location. And once I was there, I couldn't resist the the urge to drive across the crater. And I'm gonna I'm in the middle of building a time trial, another time trial for it, but uh, I had to abandon that because there's a new flipping buckyball race on which ah. I have been getting stuck into. Um, and I have mixed feelings about it. Actually, I mean, this is nobody's fault. It's me. It's just me being a grumpy old fart. And I have I have history in this regard in buckyball racing in the past. It's to do with races that have things like heat bonuses, where it turns out you can get such a massive heat bonus that going fast becomes somewhat irrelevant. And it's all about building a ship that can withstand 1,500% heat to get yourself a <laughs> ludicrous bonus. Oh, Jesus. Um, and whereas I, I like racing, I like flying ships and racing. So um, yeah, same. I'm not going to do that well in this. Well, actually, the, ni- the nice thing is that I can. there's still regulation and regulation is regulation. And um, I think the heat bonus won't be such a big deal in that. So I'm going to switch to regulation tomorrow. It's cool. I mean, it's it's fun. Oh, it's, it is... hot. it's not cool at all. But yeah. no, no, it's not cool. It's hot, and it, and it's quite fun seeing how you know how hot you can get a ship. But, but is it buckable? Is it? Is it? I don't know. Oh, that's uh. that, that. You sound so grumpy, Alec. Oh, I yeah. love it. So grumpy, I love he... it. Like the hate flows through you. He's not the only one. We've got Shane Blackwood himself in the, in the chat room going, not disagreeing with you, Alec. While that is true, Shay is sitting on a fairly big heat bonus, whereas <laughs> I'm refusing to even even get into it. Excellent. Um, well, I guess that just leaves me. Uh, well, the re- the recovery is is progressing. As I said earlier, I am rearming, <laughs> um, but unfortunately, it does mean that uh, I haven't been able to do much in the way of using a hot ass. Um, I was I was going to do some horrible in you endos there but to tell you the truth i'm that tired and that drugged up i can't be bothered um uh, this sort of um I've, I've been working on three games to be honest we, i've done so because i can use a mouse uh, i've been playing some deliver the moon deliver us the moon and really enjoying that even it's, though it's so good yeah but I, I, I just really am crap at puzzles uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's more puzzles than deliver us more. <laughs> yeah, I know there is. Um, I mean, I've got that one lined up afterwards. But at the moment, it I couldn't believe it. It took me half an hour to work out how to launch the rocket. I just, what is wrong with me? 
And they go, no, I've, I'm sure I've got those switches right. What's going on? Yeah, but never mind. That's, I'll, I'll leave that. Of course, I've been joining in with everybody with the, the D&D th- theme that everybody's been doing. Um, I, <laughs> Like I said, I'm still playing through my first ever character, which was the original Phoenix to Fire, a, <laughs> a, a magic user of with a brummy accent. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's it's quite a laugh. It, reading out the dialogue to yourself in a Brummy accent for some reason makes me laugh. But then again, I am at home on my own a lot of the time. So, uh, yes, it, it just goes to show the insanity is beginning to leak out. And and finally, on on um, uh, on Sunday, I did try to stream some Elite Dangerous uh, under the under the. <laughs> Under the title, Can a Pilot Fly with Fractured Arms? Um, the answer's no. <laughs> I'll just point that out. I, I was driving around and running around, on, you know, I'm driving around with the SRV and running around, obviously, with mouse and keyboard. That was absolutely fine. As soon as I got onto the ship and had to start flying the ship, it seemed that every single muscle, because I've got, I've got limited range, uh, of movement, the first two activities seem to be fine. A little bit painful, but the actual flying of the ship involved, I think, every single painful movement you uh, I've got. Is it is so, it the pitch and roll stuff then? It's, it's the yeah, it's the pitch and roll. Yeah. Um, it, the, the the twist action, I can do the twist action without fine. That's fine, but actually pulling back on a pulling back on your joystick. <laughs> yeah, that's that's when you get some um, some serious pain, and uh, although there was a couple of people that said, you know what, it's the best stream you've done in ages because we are laughing every time you grimace in pain. Wow. Gosh. Yeah. Was was this in VR as well or not? Oh no! Well, I've I I've actually put the VR headset on, and I can't use the controllers. And this VR headset's got proper hand tracking as well, uh, and that. <laughs> I can't twist my arm, my hands to the position it needs to switch the thing off. Oh, oh! Do you have to like look at your palm or something like that? Yeah, there's there's a certain yeah, gesture yeah. you've got to do in order to switch the or come out of um, uh, come out of the app you're in. So you do this this secret gesture, and it, it gives you the dialogue to close the app. I can't do that, so. I'm either switching the, the, the headset off uh, and switching it back on again. And at, at one point, I just went, I've had enough of this and it hurts too much. So, yeah, that was it. Uh, so, yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it, it's, it's a challenge. I'll say that. <laughs> uh, and uh, I had a quick look at my bike and my bike is basically the gears on it have gone. So as a brand new bike after two months, and I've got to take it back to the shop to get it repaired. So yay! Uh, so yeah, that's my week. Uh, <laughs> not stressful at all. Okay, let's flip over. Let's flip this over to the development news. And what have the set dev said this week? Well, actually, they've said quite a bit because uh, for the first time in two months, Frameshift Live was back with number 33 yes. with, uh, with Sally and Arf. Uh, and I'm going to go around the, the group, see what everybody took away from it. Uh, we'll start with uh, Psykit. Excellent. Great. I didn't watch it. 
Oh, you didn't watch it? Okay. I didn't watch it. Sorry, Did I've been really, really, really busy this um, last week and still haven't managed to um, manage to catch it. I've had crib notes from it, um, <laughs> but I didn't. Um, I didn't really have. Um, I didn't have the the opportunity to go back and watch it. I'm afraid. Sorry. Note to self: add, p- ask people first before <laughs> before bringing no, it. No, up. I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you got me. Get, just get me out of the way. <laughs> No. Oh, I, I have watched it, Colin. Yes, oh, and I would them. describe I it as being opinion. inoffensive. Inoffensive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we know that the, the... It, it was nice. It was nice. It was okay. Fine. Yeah, it was fine. The 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 the. Did you watch it, Colin? I did. Uh, okay, so not preaching to the. I mean, it was the new the the news, as in the the dev interview was. I, I know what Ben means. It was it was a lovely interview with Max, but it didn't um, didn't tell us very much that we didn't know. It's it's nice behind the scenes stuff, but no big reveals. But I thought it was a good live stream as a whole. I enjoyed it as a whole. It's good stuff. Mm. Yes, um, a couple of, of of high points then to to talk about. Obviously, we got a shout out. Yay! Thank that, you, Sally. that was nice. Yeah, thank you, Sally. She says we don't off, we don't, uh, <laughs> we don't shout you as often as we should. So yes, thank you. We and used to almost... get we used to get a shout out every week with um, when um, Bruce was there. He always went, "Oh, yep, we've got podcasts that we need to talk about." But then, I mean, I mean, the most important podcast stopped, and then they just stopped doing all podcasts. What can I say? Nothing, I guess. <laughs> That's why the dead air was there. <laughs> Uh, right, um, yeah, so we got a shout-out. Uh, one thing that I I was relieved that they said was that a whole load of hackers had been dealt with I had permanently. Heard yes, I liked the permanently. Permanently. Like, so Arthur's, it... Arthur's take them out the back, club them to death, and buried them in 10 feet of concrete, by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah, um, they, they didn't go into any details. Um, I don't think anybody's actually said anything on any social media about, oh, I've been banned from Elite Dangerous or anything like that. But what they've done is they've said that the, uh, the hackers that have been causing issues with, uh, uh, I don't know, with swapping uh, models so they're flying around in Thargoid ships and things like that, um, they've been dealt with permanently. Now, that normally means they're actually out of the game. And if they try and use the game with the or buy a new game using the email that they've had before they won't be allowed to so yeah um those accounts will have gone and if they they find another way into the game they've got to start from the sidewinder and off you go i don't know if they can do things like ban on mac address or something so it's a little bit more um permanently but anyway i don't know and they're not about to tell us because if they told us then people would get around it but yeah yeah so um We've, we've, I mean, that, that's good to hear because um, it's in the past, we, we only found out that people had actually been bur- um, banned from the game permanently when they complained about it on social media. Uh, and, you know, because uh, there was always that thing hanging over, oh, that such and such a commander is going to get you because he's hacking and as soon as he turns up, you might as well just combat log anyway because, yeah. you know... It, but um yeah permanently there's no harm to hear arthur say we have dealt with it rather than not hear anyone say anything i I think i think it does no harm for them to say yep we're aware of it we've dealt with it um obviously the we've now got what three weeks left until 
update 17 turns up. They yes. reiterated that and showed the yeah. video several times. They did show the video several times, oh. and I have a question for the crew. Yeah, I'm curious. I, I know something. I know something from that as well. Okay, okay, well, let's see if it's the same thing. I'm really curious. Um, when Arthur said there's a thing we haven't spotted yet, and then he mouthed something to Max behind his hand about what we haven't spotted. In I'm finding it very hard to believe that that we haven't spotted yet. I think we've been over that, you know. And when I say we, I'm sort of talking about a collective us and the burr pit and what I've heard here, there and everywhere about what's in that teaser. I, I'd be quite surprised if we've missed something. Does anyone think we've missed something? I don't think we've missed anything. No, I don't either. That, that, it was exa- that was exactly what I was going to I was going to say. Um, I think um, I, I think he's um, pandering to a, a crank it up to 11 kind of crowd who do loads of um the 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 i don't want to i passionate i'm going to say passionate um the passionate crowd to invert the colors and look for patterns where there aren't patterns in just um <laughs> reverse textures and things like that i think he is um maybe goading that particular crowd rather than um being quite as honest although maybe i mean equally equally he doesn't necessarily know what what we do know so you know it's a reasonable it's a reasonable stance stance to suggest what do we think he mouthed I, i'm guessing he mouthed two headlights oh i, 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 reckon, three he probably, headlights. I reckon it might have been something to do with like the thing that um apathos pointed out last week with the lightning oh okay uh, oh, I, maybe. The, yeah, yeah. I think i think that is um a really uh, that's a real blink, one, that, yeah that's a real um subtle blinking you miss it kind of thing yeah yeah okay yeah uh-huh. I must admit, I mean, first time I've been able to talk about this, I mean, I was getting serious Expanse vibes from this. <laughs> really, um, yeah, very proto-molecule for me. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, um, yeah, and we were also joined by Max, um, one of the developers, who was responsible for the side. And we got a lot of in-depth information about the scythe itself now that we've actually had to deal with it for um, a couple of months. And, yeah, it does exactly what I I thought it did. And what I didn't realise is it's got two types of limpets, not just one. Yeah, I don't know that I've actually seen video of the, of the hatchbreaker part of, the, of, its, um, of its armory. Yeah. So it's basically got, obviously it's got at least one hatchbreaker limpet and then eight sort of passenger stealing limpets. Yeah, yeah. What I thought was interesting actually, um, and it and it, it sort of fits with our um, question of the week coming later on about, you know, little details and things that we don't necessarily spot. But um, interesting hearing Max talk about how the Thargoids work together. So when you've got a scythe, which is... Its objective is to target your, you know, cargo hatch or your passenger hold, depending on where your people are, and then break that open and then scoop them out. What the scythe doesn't want is an interceptor turning up and destroying you. So apparently the interceptors actually modify their behavior and and try not to destroy you, but focus more on maybe disabling you so that the scythe can do its thing. And I think it's it would be quite hard as a player to actually spot that happening, I think. So it's nice to hear that it is happening because it makes mm. you appreciate that. Yeah, they, they said that, the, I mean, each each of these new hunters have got a role. So the glaive is to keep you in place while the while the scythe comes up and steals things. Um, yeah, and the glaive is certainly quite good at keeping you in place. 
unless you know that unless you know the trick because that worked for me um at last i've got the i've got the hang of it i can now get away from glaives which is this is this the fast silent running thing yeah the fast silent yeah, running yeah. thing it's thanks alec uh it's yeah, allowed work. me to play the game the again yeah uh, uh ben i think one thing that i did like was that max again i don't think we'd realize it was that max was saying the we the Thargoids will time their actions sometimes so that you know the they, they will delay things a little bit so that it looks cool in the video camera. Yeah. And all that that was a you know, I was like Yes, I never did, knew they did I'd that. that. Yeah, and that's cool right. that they that's cool that they do that, just to to make it look even more awesome. Oh, explain that for me again. Tell me tell me that when, again. When when certain events happen. Right. There are certain camera cameras that also happen. Right. And they have written the code to delay things, or I assume speed them up, so that they will happen to give you the coolest, to give you a, a cool view of it. Oh, that's awesome. Rather than just doing it whenever the hell they, they feel like. I love that. That's really, yeah. really cool. Yeah, it's great awesome. because, you know, as, awesome. as, I, as I just mentioned, I think quite a lot happens in this game that we're completely oblivious to. That, um, mm. And so it, it's nice if they can try and make us notice, you know, cool behaviours and things. Why not? It's good stuff. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a, if it's easy enough for them to do and it just makes your, your camera look even prettier, that's a win. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Because you know some of the some of the the video footage, um, if you manage to get the video footage to look very cinematic, then you know that's that's a YouTube video and more promotion mm. for the game. So you know that's quite interesting to see. Um, right, I think we'll pop over to uh, unless anybody else has got uh, anything else to mention about the the uh, the frame shift live. No, so there were some good screenshots. There was a very good screenshot which Arthur absolutely um, raved about, and I I agreed with him. I thought it was one of the screenshots of the year. It was a stunner. It was was a that yours by any chance? No, 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 no. It wasn't. It was a very shiny cobra, like some kind of chromed cobra landed on a planet, and it had an interesting ship kit with those kind of um, oh yes, that jet engine like cow pods on it. Oh, yes, so everything about it. Everything about it was just glorious. Sounds real yeah. slutty. I'm down with it. It was. It was a dead slutty cobra. It was the sluttiest cobra I've seen this year. Incredible. <laughs> you guys That'd be a difficult been... wank. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, you lot are just absolute horn dogs after Bald uh, Escape 3, aren't you? You've, you've all, it's, 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 it's turned you all into basically lust monsters. <laughs> You're even you're even going. Oh, look at the ports on that mission on that ship. Oh, look at, oh, the ports. Look at his shiny engine. I shine on that cowling. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> look at the exhaust on that. Oh dear, it just like someone. That game is like it's given everybody Viagra. It's, it's just yeah, gone. my. It, it's just given me the opportunity to be horny on main, Colin. I mean, this is what from it. Oh dear. Right. <laughs> God, just imagine if they actually invented a proper VR experience for that. Oh, no. We've had this conversation. It didn't end well for me. <laughs> right. Well, well, before this this continues down the um, 
the spiral that it's obviously heading. Well, we'll go to the community news to see what the community has been up to as my arm flops all over the side of the chair. Hang on. Um, What has the community been up to? Well, first of all, we have a brand new high wake, which is titled Elite Dangerous Makes You Better, which um, is focused on basically the mental... Uh, health benefits of playing Elite Dangerous, which I can attest to. <laughs> yes, indeed. Indeed. Spot the uh, spot the live radio mug in there. How beautiful oh, yeah, is that? Man. <laughs> a little bit of detail. Nice one. Oh, there's a bajillion Easter eggs. There are. Well. There are. They're so good. Um, right, next one. I, this is one I haven't seen yet. Uh, we've got Playing Elite with Hotas. It's a completely different experience. Oh, oh, just to be able to use the Hotas again without Oh, pain. buddy. Oh, oh buddy. It oh, wasn't so how unsensitive of me to put this in. I didn't even think. I, I popped this <laughs> in because it's... patronising. <laughs> I popped this in because it's loot and grind, and I always like, um, I like his videos when they pop up. It's just a very cool, calm and collected, you know, sort of attitude to the game and what's cool and nice about it and yeah he was just talking he, he was talking about um you know how playing with a hotel kind of enhances the experience greatly what struck me and why i chucked it in the show notes because i thought it was interesting is he was using a hotel i've never seen before it looked quite nice actually it's called a flash fire cobra v5 um which i just looked up before the show and it's 99 quid on amazon for the throttle and um joystick That's- combo mm-hmm. and it's it looks nice it looks, yeah, it looks like a nice sort of mid-range joystick, actually. Excellent. Um, I'll, I'll probably have to try and find a, a new X52. Or, I mean, is is the joystick of choice at the moment still the X52? Because I looked it up in arms and I couldn't find any. No, it's really not, Colin. It's the VKB, I think. If, if you if yeah. you're going to go the extra. I can't afford to go the extra because I love yeah. my X fifty two Pro. I've never had a problem with it. She she knock on wood very quickly, but um, <laughs> I know I know other people have really um, other people say oh it's it breaks all the time or they have to get it fixed. I mm. have I can honestly say, and I'm I don't look after my things. I need to clarify this. I don't. I'm, I, I should look after my things a lot more than I do. I do not look after my stuff very well. Um, so the, the, that, that hotas gets knocked around a lot. And it's, it suffers me and it provides what it needs to. So yeah. we're, just, we're just waiting for Ben to jump in with something like bashing your hotas or something like that. You know, It's a bit difficult to talk about me like handling a joystick without making some kind of penis reference. And mm. um, I, I want to like... I'd like, feel free to open it to the floor if any of you want to talk about a hand on a stick and things along those lines, or we can just move on. Or how about I, you know? What about how about a hoss ass? You know, why not have your hands on two sticks at the same time? I mean, that's for weekends, Ben. <laughs> oh, it's night time. Yeah, that's because the nights are closing in. No, Chris and I have just arrived at a Wishbone Point, and it's it's dark here. Uh. Oh, my ah. lovely crater. Yeah, you're right, it is, isn't it? It is it's very dark. It's very beautiful in the daylight. It's really, it's a really nice sight. I wouldn't know. <laughs> well, you, can, you can wait 12 hours. Or, as, well, how long is the day on that I don't know what the periodicity of this moon is. Give it time. 
it'll be fine. <laughs> patience, patience. We've got like what about an hour and a bit? We'll be fine. I'm sure it'll. I'm sure the sun will come right round. Star will come right round. Actually, does does the planetary map or something like that tell us the periodicity nope. of the asteroids? No, oh, really. it might do a bit. Not really. That'd be good if it did, wouldn't it? That'd be really helpful. It would. Yeah, it, it would it's be. sort of out of sync, unfortunately. Um, hmm. We we spoke about this in the show a while back, where I suggested it was 180 degrees out of sync, but it's not even. But well, then we yeah we managed to uh, prove that it's not. It just it's we don't follow, I think no, you can yeah. see the rotational period though, or like if you uh, yes. in the system map you I mean, can, you but you can't. Time. Tell what's at any get you can't tell from the system at which you'd have to fly away, is. look at the planet, and go, Well, it's about halfway around, yeah, yeah. Best way, oh, wow. eyeball it. Um, right, here's a, an interesting one. Um, a, a new video which um, um, I've just actually seen, and I guess we can talk about this in more detail later on. Um, there's details in Elite that you might have missed, and uh, this is uh, um, where someone has gone through and seen little um, little animations and little things that you you wouldn't you wouldn't actually know about them unless you accidentally caught them. I mean, mm-hmm. I have never seen uh, the way that the uh, the Diamondback lands and takes off before because I've never had that ship. Yeah, it's nice. Actually, I like this so, video because yeah. most of the things in it I was sort of aware of, but to see them so nicely illustrated in some, you know, and and just see like the Diamondback change its configuration on takeoff and landing a few times in a row is is nice. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it, it's like the T ten that sort of flaps its wings when you when you come in for a landing. Oh, I, one door. thing I didn't know in this video actually, um, mm-hmm. but then I suppose I don't do much on foot stuff. But I hadn't realised that all of the um, on foot units are uniformed according to their superpowers so there's very different sort of stylings of uniforms depending on whether it's allied or empire or you know yeah well, yeah I, I mean all i've seen is the um the, the kind of federal ones i've never actually got into a tussle in the empire so i haven't actually seen any of these empire suits before so when you yeah, know when cool i saw them, them up close, isn't it? the empire suits yeah. are great I'm surprised, actually, there haven't been maybe some Empire kind of suits in the store so far. Yeah, there's that those... like ski mask helmet, isn't there? Which I know the a lot one with of the funny really... lines down it. That one. Well, it's kind of got horizontal. Yeah. Like, like yeah, stripes across. It's just, it. it's really cool. It is cool. They're obviously saving that for a big one. I don't know mm-hmm. that we'll ever. I, I don't know that really? we'll ever get one. Get one like that, especially if they're designed like specifically for. I suppose an NPCs, in-game faction on NPC. They might, they might want to make it not. They might want to make it quite obvious who's an NPC and who isn't. And exactly. Poses. Yeah, interesting. No, I'd love it, the fact that if you could blend in with the NPC, so they don't expect you that you're coming. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of why. <laughs> Funny, wouldn't it? For the record, um, Zeta Triangle Trianguli Australis A7 has a periodicity of uh, 3.3 days. Ah. And You'll be waiting a minute planet, then. Yeah, its parent planet has a periodicity of 4,578 days. Hang on. So, a, yeah, a day a is 4,000 days long. Yeah, one, one of its days... Um, it's it's year, so it's orbital period. 
Oh, it's orbital. Yeah, it doesn't like, yeah we want the rota- rotation. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the rotational period of that is 1.3 days. Right. And the rotational period of, hang on. Oh, okay, that makes sense. The rotational cool. period of the moon is also 3.3 days. And it says here it's tidally locked to its okay. parent planet. So, yeah, we're tied to the 1.3 days of Zeta, Zeta Triangular Astralis A7's. So that's around. not bad. If I build a time trial on that crater, then if somebody goes there and it's dark, then all they've got to do is wait three days. No, wait, one and a half days. No, one and a half days. Well, um, no, no, half. Ish. it'll be half that. It'll be half, because if its rotational period is 1.3 days, oh, okay. then it'll be half of that. So it'll be, you know, just a little bit over 12 hours. So you'll That's be waiting right. for a little bit then, just to clarify. Yeah, it's cool. It means you can try again another day and you'll hit it in the daylight. Without, mm-hmm. you, you won't have to wait months for it to... Unlike Blooming Ice Mordor, which had a stupid, like, 40-day period, which meant once it was dark, you might as well bugger off for the next two months. Winter is coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that always, always makes me wonder about the planet that Essos is, and uh, Westeros is based on, is how oh, close it's it's got to the, the sun... What, what, what orbital pattern has it got in order to have a weird? I think Neil deGrasse Tyson did a thing on that, and basically, it's got a weird ass orbit. I think I think that's the I think that's the official thing. It's got it's a weird ass orbit involving multiple bodies that may or may not pull it away from other things at certain times and create the the long winters and so on. And it's it's really weird. But someone when we've got seasons which don't seem to match earthly seasons i do start one wondering about what <laughs> orbital mechanics which you don't really you don't really want in your fantasy novels really do you yeah but we're nerds so you know yeah kind of we just just say oh no it's magic yeah that that, yeah. that solves everything wizard did it yeah <laughs> a wizard did it yeah wizard, um, yep. right um finally as alec mentioned earlier Buckyball is in progress as we speak. Um, um, it is. It is. I should. Um, I, I would like to slightly retract my earlier grumpiness. It is a brilliant race. It's really good fun. Um, Caleb's done a fantastic job on it, and it, it's very enjoyable. I just have this little thing about bonuses, but on the whole, it's brilliant. Um, yeah, it's 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 neat. I love the mechanics of it that you have to. So you, so so um, Caleb's got a. a fleet carrier stocked up with like 5,000 tons of um, narcotics. The thing when you're you're organising a buckyball race, particularly one where you maybe need to supply something, is you have you, you kind of have no idea how much you, you're going to need, really. Because, um, of course, e- even if you attempt to run, if you load up with your three narcotics, which is what you need to do a run, um, mm-hmm. you might blow up halfway round, and then that's three narcotics gone and then you're back to the fleet carrier for three more sort of 10 minutes later so in theory we could really burn through his thousands of narcotics but um i gather we're 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 consuming it much slower than than he anticipated so there's going to be one hell of a rap party at the current rate um but yeah so you you get three narcotics and then you have you have a whole bunch of different stations and you have to deliver one unit of narcotic to each of three different stations and then you you pick two other stations from a, a short list, which you have to visit by flying in through the mail slot, flipping and flying back out again, but without requesting docking permission. Yeah, um, yeah which is good fun. And there's a little bonus if you can do it so quickly that you don't get fined. 
and then there's kind of a, a limit so you you can accumulate a certain amount of fines without incurring a penalty but if you if you spend too long loitering around the mail slot then you you start to incur time penalties on your run so it's it's really nicely judged in that regard actually i love that um i did it once this morning in the regulation cobra you can just you can just do that flip and burn out again in time to not get a fine if you're really quick on it which is really good fun yeah excellent and then in addition to all that, so there's a bon- there's a 30-second bonus for having no shields, and there's a 30-second bonus for landing with less than 10% hull. Uh, there's a 30-second bonus for getting no fines. And then the, the, the controversial one is there's a one-second bonus for every percentage above 150% heat. And it turns out you can go a long way above 150% heat with the right build. Yeah, I mean, that was... Uh... That was one of the things that the people discovered. They sort of, after a certain point, it just doesn't count anymore. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, there's nice tactics in the race because obviously you don't want to start cooking, as it's called, uh, apropos to the name of the race, which is breaking badly. Um, you don't want to start cooking too soon while you've still got your narcotics on board because then your cargo hatch malfunctions and it all falls out and that's the end of your run. So you kind of have to arrange your route so that you any cooking you're going to do comes after you've got rid of all your narcotics. It's all very druggy. <laughs> it's great. Very ill. Yeah. Uh, everybody doing white lines on that one. Right. <laughs> one thing that I, I did notice over the last um, couple of weeks, though, um, player numbers have gone up on Steam charts. Hooray! Game's not dead. Yeah. Well, that's probably down to... It's pro- it might be down to Starfield. To yeah. some, like to some extent, sure. um, and I'm not saying people people are playing Starfield and going, "Oh, this is a shit game. Let's move on and play um, a, a better space um, space game." It could be people just going, "What other space games can I get my um, my teeth into?" Mm, um, yes, which uh, let's let's be excited about that. Yeah, and because the IGN article that I think we're a little bit grumpy about before. Um, it it did focus, and I've re I've reread it um, not so long back, and yeah, it's a lot more positive than I was original than I originally took it. So I think that might have helped as well, just to just to fly the elite dangerous flag, saying, yeah, you might like Starfield, but there's this other one, and uh, yeah, it's not yeah, as I bad mean, as it, people yeah. make it out to be. I think in the best possible light, you know, not not sort of salty or negative or anything, but, but actually what Claire said right at the beginning is probably not a million miles from the truth, you know, that Starfield's had a lot of publicity. People have maybe got into it, maybe even enjoying it, but thinking, oh, I love this, but I wouldn't mind actually flying a spaceship and then doing a bit more research and going, oh, hang on, what the hell's this Elite Dangerous thing? Because I think there is still that to Elite Dangerous. I think there are still people who, you know, haven't heard of it. And, and when they do hear of it, think, bloody hell, this is incredible. Why haven't I heard of this amazing I, game? I feel like it can be really overwhelming as well. Obviously, Elite is very overwhelming. So um, mm-hmm. it's it's nice. It would it For me, it feels really nice that there might be alternative um, things out there that people, that, like alternative games that people can use as a gateway drug, drug to Elite, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's. I suppose that is one way of looking at it. I mean, there's people I know that have come over from No Man's Sky and sort of went, yeah, I, I quite like No Man's Sky, but it just felt a bit too cartoony for me. And then they find that Elite 
and they go, okay, this is this is the kind of thing I want. But then again, there is always the No Man's Sky <laughs> um, jealousy thing where they get tons and tons and tons of new features <laughs> that that everyone goes, oh, I wish that could come into this game. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, but Actually, their opinion yeah. is irrelevant because F to land. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like I said, it's, it's the arcadiness of No Man's Sky stops me from enjoying it as much as Elite Dangerous. But I still enjoy it, just not as much. Actually, Terakov makes a very salient point in chat, actually, that the player number bump was probably mostly due to the Steam sale. Um, oh, there is that as well. He, he backs it up, and I, and I forget that this is this is a, a some kind of metric that's interesting, is um, fuel rat numbers have some very vague you know reflect certainly with things like when it when the epic players, um, yeah. when it was free on epic they saw a massive bump so so yeah fuel rats saw a uh, a bump during the sale and then it went again once the sale had finished ah right well i mean elite dangerous plus odyssey for 16 quid you know that was i know, I know right how good is that oh massive bargain if i, if I didn't already have four accounts <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, we shall move on. Um, if you have a community event taking place soon, and oh, we just have one extra us. community. We've just oh, got a community event. Yeah, um, uh, um, Orange Phoenix has just said in chat. There's the Wings of Life um, charity event, uh, oh, raising right. funds for Starlight Children's Foundation. Apparently, it's going on all over the weekend this weekend. Um, it was delayed. It was delayed a couple of weeks because of you know um, nef- rather nefarious folks. But that's happening. That's happening this weekend. Excellent. <laughs> I like this. Commander Lord have mercy. It says, I'm going to start passing out. Have you tried to leave dangerous cards to my Uber passengers? <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're going to look at you like you're a crazy person and that is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, right. I will, I will say this, that if you do have a community event, uh, just like Orange Phoenix has, has let us know, I would like to shout about it across the airways Tweet us at Lave Radio or email info at laveradio.com if you like gramophones. <laughs> so, uh, moving on, the in-game events. What has been happening this week? Well, a couple of things. Uh, it's gone a little bit quiet, but on the 22nd of September, uh, Zachary Rackham has now withdrawn from the presidential election. Uh, this kind of is due to everybody finding out that he was a no-good dirty pirate in his younger days. <laughs> and uh, Or rather, he says it's all circumstantial, but he will withdraw from the race to fight the allegations. So, Yeah, I've heard that story before. Yeah, where have we heard that before? Yes. So, tatty bye. So, it's uh, LCU, no light one for Prez. Or no one. His singing voice. Fair, it's always been four for president or no one, really. <laughs> Anything to stop him singing. And if he's too busy being president, he can't sing. So. Maybe. <laughs> OLTU. He's a creep. He's a weirdo. <laughs> That's a, that is a campaign slogan and a half, isn't it? Just let's, um, let's unpack that for a moment. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I think it's, I mean, it's a little bit too close to reality, and yet, you know, creeps and weirdos have also gotten into politics. Uh, with with pressing regularity. Yeah. Humans suck. Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, that, that sounded far too... <laughs> I found it sounded far too happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're in your happy place again, aren't you? I mean, 
Someone's yeah, got to be to work in some kind of innuendo to that. I know it. Listen, I wasn't intentional. <laughs> anyway, on the 25th of September, Aegis has resolved to free the abductees from the Titans. Now, this is this is set a, a little a couple of cats amongst the pigeons because um yeah, they have now got the Sirius Corporation are now recommending that they modify the uh, one of the mining missiles so that instead of drilling out minerals, you'd be drilling out survivors. Seriously, Frontier. Seriously. Oh, my God. Partial survivors. <laughs> it's going to be parts of survivors that come out. Subsurface what, what could go wrong? to rescue people. Oh, it's God. So it's, it's experimental. <laughs> <laughs> I've had so many laughs over this over the last few days. Like, so many uh, NPCs are going to die. <laughs> somebody in Discord was saying there should be like sort of bonus, you know, you, you know, like you get bonuses for um DSS yeah. scanning a planet and stuff. You should get bonuses from um search and rescues for whether you hand in prime cuts or lean mints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it, that's it. They've been turned to fertilizer, aren't they? <laughs> Keeping them a good old elite elite tradition. I mean it, it you does know, raise the question what could go wrong? Lest, lest we forget, lest we forget, a subsurface displacement missile is a, essentially a massive industrial drill that's designed to, you know, drill its way down through, into a rock, through, and then rock and metal until it reaches a, an area of soft tissue, at which point we, pr- we press a button and it explodes, <laughs> turns everything around it into it sort of... It does, doesn't it? ...bass and yeah. water, which it then blasts out through the hole behind it, and we then scoop it up in a bag. And this is the <laughs> way that Aegis are going to rescue humans. I mean, good God. What could go wrong? That's I mean, incredible. For those of you who have been out to the Titans and seen... Uh, try to detect the humans... Yeah. What have you found there? Is it just the escape pod models shoved into the so it's into two, the it, it, it's effectively it's like um you see about 200 i would say probably like 200 meters down 200 to 200 so far away from you you have um two concentric rings of what mm. looks like um looks like escape pods in rings in like green you see them sort of um through the um Membrane. Through, through, yeah, through it, as in like it's a scan. Um, but they 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 are so tiny on the Titan. I cannot stress this enough how tiny, tiny, tiny they are on the Titan. Um, but also, you know how you have the um, you have the the spot that you would drill into on the um, that pops up on the HUD. Yes. Um, it looks exactly. It looks like something that a subsurface missile would go into, um, in the same way as on, on a um, on an asteroid. So it's the same graphic. They've re- reused the same holographic kind of thing. So this didn't come as a, a surprise to a lot of people that people that we were going to be using subsurface missiles. Um, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Could it work like this? Because I haven't been to the Titan. Is it conceivable that the pods even- are? A- are, array, are, are, are arranged in a circle around a central... They're arranged in a circle around a central point, aren't they? They're I, like yeah, little, I would imagine so, yeah. A little, a little wheel of um, escape pods. How about this? How about what we do is the displacement missile goes in the middle, so you're not drilling down through human beings, mm. right? And then when it blows up, you could just about envisage that maybe there are 
passageways from each escape pod to some central cavity. And what the missile does is sort of blow out that cavity and let the escape pods safely try. <laughs> I'm desperately stretching here. Nope. Safely traveled. No. Nope. No. It's well, they would need, they would it's need something along the same lines as the Thargoid. The Thargoid um, limpets have with their little yeah. um, their little safety cocoon that protects yeah. the uh, thing. We don't have that. We we like uh, our limpets are on a wing and a prayer because they're not designed to grab these fine. things. Yeah, no, we're just going to blow everything up and turn it all into into mush to make them easier Capri Suns for them to eat. Honestly, can you can you imagine like you know those Chilean miners or or those kids that got stuck in that cave in Thailand. What's can you imagine honestly pain? oh my god yes i can imagine us doing I'm that i'm not even going to describe it but it... the science the scientists going <laughs> we should shove explosives down there a hundred percent and it'll vent them out through them <laughs> Oh, yes, again, and said, oh. this is a business plan from the Sirius Corporation to sell prosthetics. <laughs> to the list! <laughs> Add it to the list right now! Oh, Discovery, oh, the non-lethal rescue method we've been searching for. Yes. Is that what it genuinely says on this yes. thing? Yes, yes, this could be the non-lethal rescue method we've been searching for. I mean, oh. it could be. It could be. It could oh. be. Only, only a few limbs are lost in the process. <laughs> oh, no, Chris. Really? Organic haggis? Like popping a blister on the Titan, then the humans splash into space and we scoop them up. I wonder if that's what the oh, Titan's thinking. It is. It is. It's Dr. Pimple Popper for um, <laughs> Titans. <laughs> we, we just like, sque- you squeeze our human. <laughs> it really is the funniest thing Frontier have ever done. However, there is there is a flip side to this, actually. I actually quite like the subsurface mining mechanic, and I think it's sadly underused, and I'm actually quite looking forward to doing this. Uh, yeah, same. I, I'm quite. Lo- I'm quite looking forward to using a subsurface missile while in mortal peril. It's great. It's a really good little tool, and nobody uses it because you either deep core the things and get void opals for loads of loads of money, yeah, yeah. or you you surface mine the thing for loads of money. But I've totally forgotten about the um, the mechanics of it until you you mentioned about this little bar, and then you have to press a button when it goes blue. I know. I'm of it and then it and then it and then it goes sploot and then everything comes out amazing that's exactly how it's going to be with people and they're going to be fine it's going to be um safe what's that <laughs> you know what they need you know what they need what's that gel that they use in the passenger cannon they need to squirt that in first <laughs> you can't remember what we called it to make sure they're safe and then they'll just um, how about they, this they, they, they wear a jacket. I think they wear a jacket in that, and we you inf- we inflate the jacket, and there is also gel. There was definitely there's definitely a squeezy, yeah. yeah, impact absorbing safety gel. I didn't fine. write. I didn't write that one. Ages have got this. Or how about this? Someone does a deep core mining at the centre of the uh, of the circle where all these pods are, and as soon as that deep core detonates, all the pods are released. That's the next step. That's the next step for. Who um, doesn't want to see on... that? Who doesn't want to see a Titan cracked in half? That would be. It would take it. It takes. Um, it takes seventy commanders, all using every single one of their. Um, 
of the uh, explodey limpy type things. They all have to be in highs and they all have to be optimized and it has to be perfect. But then eventually you will crack it open oh, like brilliant. it is an egg. Like you've still got a timer. You've got like a, yeah. a two-minute a two countdown, but you've got to place 100 seismic charges very accurately. 100%, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the most, like, this, this is what all of the core miners are like, yes, this is what I've been training for my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah, it, it would have to be a, the Titan, in order to deal with the Titan, it would have to be a massive player effort, wouldn't it? Yeah, and I don't, I honestly don't think they're going anywhere, especially, question, again, yeah. we've had this conversation loads of times, we don't think that yeah. they're going anywhere anytime soon, because it's going to take away such a, a huge part of the gameplay um, or like their emergent frontiers emergent gameplay that they currently have, that it would be really, it would be yeah. really difficult. Or, or, or there's a design or, or, or. fault and there's, there's an exhaust port. And if we can just get one <laughs> missile to go in the exhaust port. Yes. <laughs> or blow up the heat exchanger. Yeah. Either of those. <laughs> or there's a couple of dams in there somewhere. Either of those well proven <laughs> methods of destroying massive death stars like vehicles they don't like it up um they don't it's been proved <laughs> repeatedly <laughs> right well um due to the fact that there isn't anything new in the store this week we're just going to go straight to an advert break and then we'll come back with the question of the week after that i think there's bargains, bargains, bargains at Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium haven't just been slicing carcasses, but also slicing their prices. All unspecified meat sausages, now two for the price of one. A pack of assorted meat steaks, now with 50% more meat at half the price. How about chops? A surprising meat chops, now also 50% off. And introducing our massive meat hamper, it's a family of four. No. No, no, that should say feeds a family of four, right? Stick to the script, Claire. It says it's a family of four. Okay, I'll stick to the script. Yeah, you do that. It's a family of four. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. Find us in the Lave Business Directory or visit us next to the station mortuary. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. You'll wonder how our prices are so low. From the creators of luggage limpets and passenger lounge suitcase shuttles comes the latest revolution in passenger transportation, the passenger cannon. For centuries, circus performers have perfected the technique of being fired from a cannon. Paired with our new memory gel passenger pod impact absorption technology, you too can speed up disembarkation times from your liner by up to 250%. No longer be limited by pad sizes and excessive docking fees with the Passenger Cannon. But how does it all work? First, all passengers will be issued with a passenger pod inflation suit during transit. On approach to your passenger's destination, simply fill the inflation suit with our patented impact-absorbing memory gel. Then, once in a stable position in proximity to the destination, effortlessly slide them into the disembarkation chamber ready for launch. The Passenger Cannon is now available in both gimbaled and turreted varieties to make aiming elementary. Make your lino one of the top 1% in the galaxy. Buy a Passenger Cannon today. Warning, Passenger Cannon must not be operated on high-gravity planets or near geezers. Dreams. Humanity's dreams. The hope 
to live among stars. From early times, we've gazed up to the heavens and wondered if one day we could travel there, maybe even live there. The Brewer Corporation has made this dream a reality. Constructing intricate cathedrals of metal, circling numerous planets across thousands of systems in our human bubble. Why stay rooted in a gravity well when you can be free in orbit, free to dream, free to live, and one day to become a commander and be free to blaze your own trail? Brewer Corporation, the first step into the unknown. Come join us. Be free. Live Radio, transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. Excellent, and welcome back. Good sting. Anyway, uh, question of the week that we've had for the... for That Psychic quite uh, thankfully put out on time on Saturday. Okay, okay, it wasn't quite on time. It was quite late on... It was quite late on Sunday that I did it, um, because... Um, this weekend got away with me really hard. So thanks to those of you who did answer. Um, appreciated. Yeah. At least you didn't get up at six o'clock in the morning to watch a Grand Prix. Oh, I just, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I watched it. I watched it later, though. Yeah. Anyway, um, the question is, do you know of something in Elite that often gets missed by other people? be it a piece of lore, a really out-of-the-way voice log, or a secret tip that you know will make galaxy life easier. We want to know. Well, uh, we got quite a few answers uh, to this, which is was always pleasant. Uh, and I will kick off with uh, the lovely Commander Orange Phoenix. No relation. Um, the camera default position is set to a slight fisheye. <laughs> if you do an adjustment to the zoom before taking pictures, planets and objects to the side will not appear warped or egg-shaped. Which it's a cracking is tip, actually. Good to know if you if you like taking your photos. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I will very carefully. I know what he means. I mean, there is definitely a bit of a fisheye, and I will I will generally try and make sure that planets or or round things are, are not off to the sides of the pictures, but. But yeah, a nice idea just to nudge the zoom in a bit so that it's... Is that what he's suggesting if you do just... Yeah, nudge yeah, the you, zoom if you, I, I yeah. found that if you zoom in, if you zoom in ever so slightly, um, it... Uh, I think that's what, what he's referring to. If you if you, yeah. if you you zoom in ever so slightly, it it, um, it com- combats the, um, the, the fish eye and it makes the planets look a little bit rounder, which is quite nice. Equally, what you can do, something I sometimes run into is I'm trying to get a picture of the SRV or me standing, you know, on the edge of a crater or something. And it's kind of annoying because you can't always get the edges of the crater in. Um, and what you can do, it's not brilliant, but if you zoom out to, you know, enough to get the crater in, as long as your sort of main focus, the SRV or yourself, is, is pretty much smack bang in the middle, then you can you can sort of get away with the extra fisheye that zooming out brings to it sometimes it, it make it can make the srv look a bit elongated but you can sort of get away with zooming out as well as long as you put stuff in the middle excellent 
Oh, you've got a couple of tips here, Alec. Surprisingly enough, about I mean, these. Your... It's okay. funny, is it? It's it's obviously subjective. I suspect, in some sense, many of us will probably know most, if not all, of these things. But then there are people that that don't know. Um, yeah. So there's a lot. These aren't new to people that have heard me witter on before, but I thought they were kind of interesting. Um, so they come up occasionally. One is that if you're trying to save power. Um, you know, whether it's just because you've got a difficult build that's a bit power hungry or um, or you're sort of in the SRV and you're traveling long distances and you want to preserve your fuel, that kind of thing. Um, you can actually turn the power distributor completely off. Um, I It feels a little bit like a bug to me, but the way the, the power distributor works is that when it's off, you can't change your pips. Mm-hmm. So the pips remain set the way you have them, but they it the capacitors still recharge. If it was me, I'd have made it that if you turn it off, then you've got one capacitor load in each of sys engine weapons, and once it's drained, it's drained. But anyway, it doesn't work like that. It will continue to recharge those things, but you can't change the pips. So if you don't want to change your pips, then you can turn the the power distributor off completely, and it's it's quite power hungry. So that's quite a good saver. Uh, my other tip is uh, an old one that I like, which is that the the big the big thrusters that are mounted on the SRV that um, lift you off the ground when you hit boost, um, they actually the direction although they don't move the direction of the thrust that comes out of them reverses when the SRV is upside down. Um, it's quite a neat design because really those boosters are primarily designed to get you out of trouble. So if you get stuck on your roof, you just hit boost. And because the thrust is reversed, the boost comes out the top and it lifts the SRV oh. off the ground and you can get yourself the right way up again. I um, did not realise that. Every single time I've ended up on my roof, I've always rolled. Here's the thing. Uh, uh, this is where you'll really notice it, is if for whatever reason you've annoyed yourself and you're actually trying to blow yourself up, you cannot boost into the ground. So if, you, if, so if you try and sort of boost the SRV up in the air and then turn upside down and you want to hurl yourself into the ground, it won't work because the thrust is reverse and continue oh, to push. If only I knew that a few weeks ago. Yeah. Where, where it gets really cool is, um, and this is how I drive up <coughs> buildings, is it happens just past 90 degrees. Mm. So if you tip the SRV back literally to sort of 90.1 degrees um so that this these thrusters reverse direction mm-hmm. um and then press your boost it will push you in the direction of your wheels so you can literally push your wheels up against a wall and then and then literally drive straight up it didn't you do an entire <laughs> predecessor to frameshift live with with yes we, we, we taught um we taught Arthur and Stephen. Oh, Bruce and Stephen. Oh, it, Bruce, Bruce and Stephen. it was it was Kevin that crowd anyway. I think it was Arthur, funny enough. Arthur and Stephen. No, I think it was Arthur. We taught them to enough. drive up the side of a building, and they did <laughs> jolly well at it. <laughs> uh, that now explains to me how you can drive up a building. I just thought you were exploiting a bug, but now that no, you it's, neat, it's all part of the mechanics. It's neat, but I'm not yeah. sure it's what they intended. <laughs> I think they intended it to basically get your SRV unstuck. Um, yeah. Well, in the way it works now. That is the, the absolute mantra of um, Elite, though, isn't it? I'm not sure it's what we what they intended, but we're doing it anyway. <laughs> Amen to that. Uh, ben, you've got uh, the next one from someone. Uh, oh, I've got a, be? Yeah, I, I've got some gentleman by the name of Dune Halil or something. 
Yeah. That's my Eating. pronunciation. So yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, he he's apparently been killed off in a couple of voice logs. Yeah, he um, has. Oh yeah. Uh and in fact the names of many people killed in Horizons logs will match up with the names of designers that you find in the credits. He mentioned this on um uh, ECM. Late mm. late on on ECM he was talk he was talking about this. Um, but I, I, the, the logs are in this particular instance. The logs are um, from Generation Ship Phobos. Um, Halil won't make it through the night. Is um, one of the lines in Generation Ship Phobos. And at Penal Colony BV two two five nine, which I believe is one of the abandoned bases with all the Thargoid attacks and yep. stuff. I think that's it. Yeah, um, I think it is. Yeah, Chief Chief Warden Halil is the whole of those voice lines, and he freezes to death at that quality. Brilliant. Love it. That's funny. <laughs> okay, Claire, your oh, turn. Yes. Me. Um, uh, yeah, Neve Kaminari says, for the Odyssey engineers that require sell X something to bartenders, that also counts selling to fleet carrier bars. And even if you're just buying and selling the same one item back and forth 10 times, it counts as 10 sales. I did not know that. And that is very cool. <laughs> yes. I only found out about this after I had sold uh, the 10 items that took absolutely ages <laughs> to find. Oh, and all I needed to do was... Because um, I, I think it was... Um, one of one of the people in my stream said, "You know, no, you just need to come over to my uh, to my fleet carrier and buy and sell that item once ten times, and you, it works." And this was when I had actually collected something about nine of them, <laughs> and I just did that trick to get the final one. And uh, I just, I've the amount of hours I wasted. Oh, no, it's off. It was something ridiculous. About twenty of thirty hours I had spent trying just to get ten of these things. I can't. This is the worst thing. I can't even remember what it was now. <laughs> oh, I've just found a lovely little feature. If you're upside down in a scarab, not scarab, yes. a scorpion, mm -hmm. your turret clipped into the ground. Oh, right. So you can see see the the planetary model then. Well, I, 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 maybe I can. I've not tried that yet. I, I'm an external camera looking at myself upside down but bouncing up. That was it. Settlement defense um, plans or, and opinion polls. Yeah. So I think it was opinion um, polls, actually. Yeah, and, and my turret is going into oh, the Oh, I see. Oh, so, so what happens if you go into turret mode? Are you, are you inside the planet mesh? I'll, I'll, I'll try that. Let me, you know, I'm, I'm always tapping into it. I'm trying not to tip onto my, onto my top. I always get a bit scared when that happens because last time I'm, last time I accidentally hit a rock, hit the ground, and for some reason oh. went through the ground into the planetary mesh, and kept falling. <laughs> Miggles is currently in my turret, so he'll have to tell me whether or not he can see through the planet or not. Oh, okay. Ah, I'm, I'm the right way around now. This is excellent radio. Incredible, it's incredible radio. Right. In the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, um, I'll I'll uh, have a quick look at what's been sent in from Stargoid. Um, now I use this all the time. It's one of the things that that I did know, but and it's not mm -hmm. all that well publicised. There is actually a keybind in the DSS mode that allows you to see the backside of the planet. Um, and it's crazy how many people aren't aware of this because uh, one of the things when you're trying to scan a planet, obviously, is that 
from the from the visible side, yes, you can you'll be able to fire off your probes and make educated guesses where the rest of it is going. But you've got you don't know how you've done around the back end of the planet. I'm so trying to be careful here. Uh, but there's this key that just flips it between uh, front and back view, and you can actually see where you have the probes haven't impacted. So it's, it is very useful, and not mm -hmm. many people know about it. And uh, uh, yeah, I have I have a that one bound to my keys somewhere. Exactly. I have it bound to the same key that I use to reverse the direction of my throttle, because like reverse equals back, in it, backside reverse. They kind Incredible! Of... What a legend. Sort of the same thing, isn't it? Anyway, Safia <laughs> uh, says this. I don't know what this is in reference to. About, it was about, about the previous one from Stargoid. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Okay, this reminds me of. Um, Use keyboard mouse for the FSS if you can. No matter how many other control devices you use, it is the quickest, easiest, and most precise by far. This is not the first time I've heard this. It is still on my to-do list to change my FSS bindings to mouse and keyboard because I currently have it on the HOTAS. Mm. And yeah, it is a bit sluggish to move around and scan the different things. And I've heard numerous people say that switching to mouse is absolutely life-changing. I use controller for it. Mm. So I switched to controller and I am so used to doing it on the controller. I feel like I'm relatively quick with the FSS on the controller. I think I would probably be quicker with a keyboard and mouse, but it is so, for me at least, I find it incredibly daunting changing yeah, I'm the that same. <laughs> and changing my muscle memory for what. Yeah. For and that's that why I haven't thing. done it. It's why it's still on my to do list to switch to mouse because despite seeing three or four people say it's life-changing i'm like yeah but i kind of yeah. like it on my joystick <laughs> yeah i use yeah. i use the analog button on my uh on my throttle uh to move around the the joy the places uh, and then i use I the, understand that yeah i use so i use that and that, that feels because it, it feels like you're moving a turret around rather than moving a gun but does the left right up down feels more natural to me than full analog or full keyboard and mouse, but yeah, I can see what they're getting at. Right. Anyway, shall I go on with Commander Indigo? Well, sure. Why not? If you have to fly around a planet, then there's a bloop range on the pitch indicator between plus and minus 10 degrees. And if you're in that range, you'll accelerate a lot faster than if you're just in the normal orange area. Uh, maybe simulating the gravity sl slingshot effect a little bit. I don't think it does, but I know, yeah. I mean, general rule of thumb, actually, Always follow the blues while you're yeah, flying. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, it, it's interesting. It seems Sorry. that the higher al altitude mm -hmm. when you hit the blues, the faster you go around. Mm -hmm. So it sometimes is worth... Oh, the, higher, the higher yeah. you are, the faster you go anyway. Yes. Uh, so mm -hmm. if you if you hit the blues and you're under about 10K, you'll probably go around it at 7. Uh, but if you go up to... Uh, say about 100k then it, it goes up to 100 so if you need to circumnavigate quite quickly it's it's better to go up and round rather than straight up uh or just go up 10k or so and then round because you'll, you'll get there faster yeah i would i would love to know the the science on this and i know shay's in chat and maybe he's he's done it I mean, because obviously it features in racing, but yeah, if you take off and where you want to go is half, you know, well, the, the classic example is you take off and the, the system you want to jump to is is pretty much literally on the on the other side of the planet. Mm. So you've got to go all the way around it. And I, I constantly 
juggling my head what's what's the best way to approach that because I'm aware of this blue zone thing where you can go faster but in practice I feel like you're probably better off just heading up at 90 degrees exactly and clearing the planet's gravity as fast as you can and then starting to arc around the back um, it, it depends on how far away your target is if your target yeah. is the other side of the planet then yes that's right it feels but very if, subtle what what the you know what what's the best um yeah if you if you're sort of like i don't know quarter of the way around the planet then it's better to to use the blues as you as uh <laughs> as ben would say yeah so yeah, and I, I dare say gravity affects this as well. So it, it's different in every instance. It's nice. I love the game in that in that regard. That it's it's not just a binary do this, do that. It it always feels different. Hmm. That, okay. that, I'm not going to lie. That completely went over my head. Everything that you were saying, then I was like, yeah, sure, sure, it makes sense. This I need though, diagrams, but they don't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this makes perfect sense to me. Um, this is from Apaphis, who says. Um, that a loop of shame is often quicker than the rule of six. Um, obviously, if you overshoot by a week, it won't be. Um, yeah, it, it's something, there's, there's lots of video evidence um, of um, people, um, Shay included, using, um, going, like doing a loop of shame, in inverted commas, to um, arrive at a, 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 st a station a little quicker. And I swear by it. <laughs> It's really? not due to incompetence. I just swear by it. Um, yeah, I've, it's it, it's a lot quicker. It's a lot quicker. But it is. I've, I've that's weird because I've well, obviously I've used the rule of seven, not six. But um, which is even yeah, slower. even slower. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, the thing is that 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 those that six seven thing is your FSD is in a constant steady controlled deceleration so the the closer you get the slower you're going and it's just gradually gradually decelerating staying safe or you know always staying the right side of that thing whether it's going to accelerate or you know and yeah. path or not okay, I'm with so you. you're constantly decelerating the whole time whereas if you just go straight for the target you're gonna get there bloody quick and sure you'll go straight past it and loop around but but you've you've saved so much time getting there that the uh, extra penalty right, of going around, coming back around for another pass is is like half what the long slow steady six second approach would cost you so yeah effectively a loop of shame is not really a loop of shame anymore it's a loop of performance it is precision Looper position. There you go. I totally meant to do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And we've got Silas Reese. Um, if you get sent to <laughs> Raxler, you get sent to Raxler if you hit Alt F4. Hmm. <laughs> I, I think not. But, <laughs> but however, also using the shipboard night vision is uh, during the day is a help. We're finding exobiology. So I'm going to have to try that. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I, don't have, I don't have an awful lot of um, I, I don't have an awful lot of experience with it, but I've done a bit. I would say it can be. It depends kind of on the lighting and, and the coloration. And sometimes it can it, I, I find sometimes particularly looking for um, bacteria that it can sometimes make things worse. I think you it's it's a good rule. It's worth, definitely worth trying, but I, d I don't think it always helps. Oh, Shane Blackwood is giving away some of his secrets here. 
He says that um, he finds that the uh, the corkscrew's better. Yeah, but yeah. that's so difficult. It's so uh. difficult. I find it really difficult to be consistent with it. Yeah, the corkscrew is what I do as well, but it is a it is a an advanced technique. Form. It's a bit of an art form. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, like I am a hundred percent certain that I've gotten a cork a corkscrew right when I when I do a corkscrew on the rare occasion that a corkscrew is pulled off successfully, um, I land and I'm like I can definitely do that again. And then I found out it was more luck than anything else. It was blind, stupid luck that managed to ha- make it work the first time, and I cannot replicate it. So what's the thing the is, you have to do it totally by feel because it is different for every radius and gravity and you know it differs each time so mm-hmm. you kind of have to just know what it feels like to get it right i think well i'm I'm going to give the the exobiology night vision a try next time yeah. i'm, I'm yeah, doing that because yeah i don't think anyone else has said it so so on that subject i'm just mm-hmm. skimming ahead i don't think anyone has said this the i think we've mentioned it before but the other thing with exobiology is to um have the composition scanner equipped Yes, and selected in your fire groups because then, particularly again, looking for bacteria, you you'll just get that little blip when occasionally your your HUD passes over a bit of bacteria that you completely failed to see, and yeah, and you're like, oh, hang on, what was that blip? And you can back up a bit. And... I've been quite lucky in the last couple of explorations I've done because the bacteria has been grey on an uh, basically an orange planet, so that's been quite easy to find, but. Uh, Spotting bacteria in on a icy moon, no chance. Just pot luck whether or not you get anything. Anyway, move on to the next one, Alec. Oh, sorry, I was just replying to Shay in chat. Tap tap <laughs> tap tap tap. Uh, what is the next one? Rimen Rimen Z. First thing he says is rimming. Right? Okay. Uh, not a law thing but recently discovered that the compass will point you to your landing pad when you're inside a station and trying to land yes it will so many little tips on finding your pad aren't there yeah the hologram of the coriolis has got little arrows on it it always rotates anti-clockwise the mail slot always faces the planet the compass compass literally points you to your pad (laughs) so many clues Mm. I don't think it does point to the planet anymore. It's it points okay. at the North Pole of the planet, I believe. Ah, right. Okay, not exactly at the uh, at the equator. It's that, not that like I directly like facing the planet. I don't think. I think it. I think it points to one of the poles. I'm going to say. Yeah. I might be very mistaken with that, but I, I'm I would say sure I'm generally right. it always points. Certainly within the circumference of the planet. Um, gotcha. I, I gather. I gather there's some exceptions where it really is a bit off. But I would definitely say it never points away from the planet. So roughly towards the planet is a, is a not a bad. If you, because in racing, another way of, of getting to the station fast is to skim past the planet. So you come screaming in at sort of a ETA of three seconds where you're definitely going to overshoot. But you cut very close to the planet and it, and it bleeds all the speed off at the last minute, which is very nice if you get it right. Um, yeah, that is nice. That, that, and the nice thing that's about easier than corkscrewing for me. <laughs> yeah, and the nice thing about doing that is that not only does it get you there fast, but when you drop out because you've come past the planet, you're you're aiming straight at the mail slot. Excellent. So, some bloke by the name of Little Biggin. Don't know uh, him. Who, what's he, what, I wonder what yeah, he's uh, like. You, you, I think you might have, you might you might know them. Um, is it suggesting should you go and do some passenger sight seeing missions? 
not the stupid ass long distance ones, but the the medium distance ones. It's a really nice way to get some lore as well as an ex- uh, some decent exploration ranking. And he's yes. not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not yeah, wrong he's not because wrong. there's so many like the, oh, yeah. the little thi- the little places where you take people to. All of them, when when you scan them as part of the mission, all, all of them have a cool, they? and they've got a cool bit of blurb that runs with it, which yeah. is all like blurb. tasty, tasty lore that you can get a hold of in the game. You know, so very I cool. Think that's one thing that we could actually bring up for a question of the week in the future, because if there's one part of Elite Dangerous I have never done is passenger missions. Really? I've never done passenger missions. Apart from rescuing people from burning stations and not the, the not no. even like the you know, putting people in your dolphin and taking them around places or nope. you know, the never, luxury ones. Never oh. done wow. anything right. like that. Oh, they're a lot of fun. What's yeah, your question of the week in, in, with that regard, Colin? Well, it would be: Is there something in Elite Dangerous you have yet to try? And the, oh, you know, see, that is a good oh, question. okay, yeah, no, it's a good question. Good I'll question. I'll file that into the list of questions, like the really long list of questions that I have. <laughs> Be prepared for that one to drop on Saturday. <laughs> some some people might not know actually on that passenger thing that uh, a lot of the tourist destinations came from a community initiative. Mm-hmm. I think Michael Brooks did it. There was a forum yeah. thread asking mm-hmm. for suggestions of destinations and people wrote stuff and they took a bunch of them and used them as the yeah. Yeah, I know I remember. Yeah, the Tin graveyard is still not implemented. Yeah, I remember trying uh, contributing to that, but my entry didn't get used. <laughs> well, I'm not saying I'm bitter, but my my response to that is post number one on that damn thread and it was mitter and hollow and they didn't put a tourist beacon there i mean come on what i'm surprised that there isn't even anything like near a nav beacon for that planet for that for that system just saying this this has got the the craziest i can't remember what i wrote but i wrote a great bit of text to go with it as well they didn't use it it's gutted so funny so funny. Um, maybe they uh, didn't want to bring attention to it because it's a bit of a bug, isn't it? Bit around Holly. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's that. Um, the last one of the night. Yeah. Um, Chev's Will says, um, I've got one that I might quite like to add after it, but um, uh, the um, the BGS is really good. I wholeheartedly really agree. Good. Pretty much anything that you do changes it. And in smaller population systems, that has a bigger effect. Even going to signal sources changes things. The background economy is good. Do a few big runs to an outpost and the prices change. If you take a mixed cargo run, it'll have more effect on the BGS than just piling in the bigger profit runs. Also, the background star field is generated properly from what is around you. The first time I realised this, I thought, wow, this game is big. It's a big game. It's a big game. I love it when you're going out to Colonia and you, you get to the pillars of humanity and things. Mm. I I just I just uh, yeah. Uh, uh, the, stars, the, the sky just gets denser and denser. That's yeah. great as well. Uh, so it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. Oh, I, I, mm-hmm. So so Me. mine mine might not necessarily. And I I, I didn't include it. I didn't even. I just, I just retweeted it and didn't even bother responding because I'm um, a garbage person. Um, but like I I'd, I'd love to open it to to you guys if you have any. Um, I know Alec responded, but to um to the others of you if you have any. My personal one would be um, and I know it's not super hidden, but 
and it's not something that people might not know about but i will always defer to the inner logs and that whole like taking taking a, a few hours out of your day like look it up on a on a wiki or something and the list of um the order by which to um visit the stations is pretty it's pretty solid from the wiki and go and visit those stations and go and listen to all of those logs, especially with what is going on at the moment. If you haven't done it before, if you are new to Elite and you're like, what, what, the, what the fuck is going on with all these Sargoids and stuff? This is what's, what started it. You know, this is, um, well, not quite started it, but this was the... It's how we the got here. The, it's, it, it's the, the basis of how we got here. And it's mm. beautiful. And... Yeah. The voice acting throughout is phenomenal, you know, so it's it it is well worth a visit if it is if it's if it's something that you're not you you're new to the game or you're you're not really aware of, just look up the inra logs and um yep. or inra log sites and go and go and visit them. It's it's perfection and wonderful and it um changed the way I felt about Elite Dangerous. Mm. I thought you were saying Inara of some stupid. You were saying Inra, and I was hearing Inara. Yeah, see, you get it mixed up as well, then, yeah. Yeah. Mm, I I was there. You got me there. Inra, for anyone Googling it, I N R A. I'll put a link link in the show notes to the actual, like, the wiki article, um, which lists them in a really good good order. Jameson's Cobra must be in that sequence as well, right? It definitely is. It's right at the end. Who does the voice acting for that class? Neil Newborn. He also does the voice acting for the Whistleblower (laughs) in the same set. Um, He's also one of the voices of the the Sanctum and the Prophet. He's the Birmingham Birmingham sounding voice, which is his original accent. I'm not going to go on anymore because I'm embarrassing myself. Oh, okay. Well, that actually brings up something that um, I can say is that I didn't realize that when you actually go again uh, and track all these beacons down, if there are voice logs, the vast majority of them are still available in your codex. Mm-hmm. So you can go back and you can listen to the whole things and you can actually have them all lined up in your player so that you can actually listen to them as you are flying through, say, I don't know, a hot and orbital trip you can have them all lined up and listen to them in whatever order you like and even have them on repeat and if you, I if you don't confirm, know what by the way mm-hmm. uh i've just flown over a planet jump and jumped out and i was like oh there's the mail slot hello and right okay. you know the mail slot is pointing very happily at the planets yeah in fact in fact shay confirmed in chat that it is basically the North mm-hmm. Pole that it's I, I hadn't realized that I thought it was just somewhere within the circumference I didn't know it was the North Pole I, I cannot remember who told me that I'll take his word for that mm, yes I, I will too um, Mark, Mark Gamer 01 has, has just highlighted something um, he's just visited the Zahura megaship for the first time it's got a great set of logs mm-hmm. but also the, there are megaships that you can actually Get lifts from, aren't there? The mega ships have got they, a route. They still run through their little cycles of five or six stations endlessly. Yeah. I, I, I think they do. You no, know, I think they might. I know that oh, the ones. How do you find out about that again? Oh, um, that's the thing. You actually have to catch one of them, and then when you scan it, um, it will give you a list of um, the places that it's going. 
but there's no other way to find out until you actually scan it. I think you have to scan also it must a, be on Elite the Dangerous Wiki or something like that. Or, you know where they are and what they're doing and when they do it must be. What's it must word? be available some way. What's the word on a ship for the for the name of the ports it's going to? There's a itinerary. No, there's yeah. a word. itinerary. Sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm just trying to find the right Google search that will. <laughs> As you were. Ephesus is saying canon. Okay. All right. Well, um, that brings us to the end of that uh, nice little section. Um, thanks ben, to do you have one. Pardon? I, does Ben I, have I, one? Does Ben have a thing? He didn't. He I, didn't I, I, I've, I've been chiming in live, so I'll I'll, I'll take them. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Right. Well, if if that's the case, um, has anybody got any other business? I know that you do have psychic, so go. I do. I do. It's it's cyberpunk related. I'm gonna um I'm gonna do a tiny tiny little plug. Um, it's cyberpunk related. Um, cyberpunk has got drops. Um, this um this week. Um, no, for the next four weeks, different types of drops. If you um for people who are um, th there's been like I think it's about four hundred and fifty, five hundred um folks who um five hundred content creators who have these drops. Um, they have um, and they there's like a different item of clothing each week. So um, I'm included in that. So you know, if you want to, if you want to get that, you can. The um, other thing that um, Cyberpunk is doing is a supporter streamer initiative, wherein if you gift, if you gift two subs to a streamer who is streaming Cyberpunk, and you've got all of your game linked up and stuff, um, you can um, gain access to. I think it's the Phantom Sniper Rifle um, in game. All well and good, great. From um, from five o'clock today uk time so um all day tomorrow and going forward until i believe the end of the month um all gift subs on twitch are 25 percent off i think 25 or 30 one of the two they're discounted um is what i'm trying to say so if you're playing cyberpunk if you're playing phantom liberty and you quite fancy it it is cheaper to do it in the next couple of days than it is um at all just a uh, an FYI, if that would be something that you were interested in. Cyberpunk's really cool. It's a really fun game. Yes, it is now that they've, they've fixed it up, which is... Yeah. yeah, I mean, which is synonymous with a lot of games that we've talked about. Yeah, pretty much. Only this time, people have gone back and fixed their reviews. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've got a little bit of any other business now that my arms have started to work again. Um, soon I will be back... <laughs> trying my best with the Alpine team uh, on F1 Manager, tr being taught how to play the game by my son. So <laughs> keep an eye out for that stream. <laughs> See, can you manage a team with fractured arms? Uh, so, yeah, uh, I think then if anybody else is okay, we'll move on to the shout-outs. I have one quick PSA, which is I've just been doing some research. There is a Canon page about megaship flight operations. Excellent. Um, flight plan was the thing I was looking for, although itinerary was was great, but flight plan was the, I think, what they called it in game. Uh, yeah, the Canon page has been taken down. Sorry, the file you've requested has been deleted. I don't know what to make of that. Does it mean these things? Don't I, really I think we need to speak to Phil for president. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I wanted to find out whether or not there's one actually. I was always under the impression that, that there is a mega ship that does the Colonia run, but I can't. I don't know whether or not that's my mind playing tricks on me, or, or whether it was wishful thinking. <laughs> so yeah, I know that there's one that goes out to where the um, 
it was part of the, it's set up as part of the community goal where there was the um a, a whole lot of guardian artifacts and that went straight back into the center of the bubble but um yeah something to look for i think homework for next week so let's let's do our shout outs um our sister station hutton orbital radio it broadcasts on a thursday from 8 30 uh you can tune in at twitch.tv slash hutton orbital truckers or if you just want the audio go to radio.forthemug.com for the discerning commander that likes a bit of cqc action check out the cqc discord at discord.me slash elite dangerous cqc we're also giving a shout out to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts. So hello to the Guard Frequency who do other space games as well. And of course the lovely loose screws who love their cheese over the other side of the pond. Um following this, I do believe we have a Galnet News Digest as provided by Commander Wotherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. Uh, and we'd just like to thank everybody who's chipped in and the, on the Twitch chat. And the Inga commanders that have annoyed you and the Chris Mark 4 are. So we've had Miggles, Chris, uh, Lord Shredu, IVA Sergus, who I was riding on the top and bottom of his hauler, and PC Bill. Oh, and, and so Sir complained a lot, and Doc Doc One was with us at the beginning as well. Excellent. Uh, right, well, we'll also say special thanks to Commander Tokuso, JN Tracks, and Alan Stride, who have all created music that is used on this show. So, uh, that's it for yet another episode of Live Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can find the contact links in home slash contact us menu of the laveradio.com website. Uh, now, do let us know if you have any questions or if there's anything that you'd like us to discuss in future episodes. Uh, Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So, I'd just like to say thank you, Claire. You're very welcome, Colin. Thank you ever so much. <laughs> we'll say thank you, Ben. Anytime, Colin. And of course, thank you, Alec. Oh, yes. Thank you, Colin. Yeah. A special thanks also goes for today's tech specialist, the Chris Mark IV. You're welcome. Why are we doing this? I don't know. You Why said. Are we doing this? I've got fucking REMs in. This is so weird. <laughs> You said you wanted to do it. Really? <laughs> I, I said specifically not to do this. <laughs> That's because you're scared of people relieving themselves. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Relieving themselves is a very different thing. Than... <laughs> oh, Jesus! Right. Until next time, commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous.
No worries, guys. Hold the fort for two seconds. I'll be right back. Galnet News Digest, 26th of September 3309. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Zachary Rackham gives in to the inevitable, and the Sirius Corporation plans to explode our hostages to freedom. Zachary Rackham is out of the presidential race, after his lawyers apparently advised him that if the piracy allegations were proven, he could spend the rest of his life in jail. Rackham had been suffering from a rapid loss of both supporters and finance for his campaign, after the latest and largely circumstantial evidence of his past life as Pirate Calico Jack was published by the Federal Times. The resignation, late last night, of running mate Harlan Turk must surely have signalled to Rackham that his position had become untenable. The idea of a criminal running to become federal leader will have shocked many on the right. Jerome Archer, who introduced draconian snoopers' charter legislation following the Nine Martyrs' bombings, nailed the widespread sentiment that no one with even a hint of criminality deserves to be the leader of the Federation. Felicia Winters sounded rather patronising when she suggested that Rackham was right to let the grown-up politicians fight the election. There are now only two official candidates left in the election, Liberal Party leader and Shadow President Felicia Winters and Republican Party Vice President Jerome Archer. Commander LCU Nofool Likewan has a somewhat forlorn hope to be a write-in candidate. The election, which has been delayed by four months, is due to take place during October. The Sirius Corporation believes that modified subsurface displacement missiles are the best way to rescue human hostages trapped on Thargoid Titans. And it sounds like Aegis could be persuaded to give it a go. The Thargoids have been collecting humans for years, but since the invasion, they've been putting ever-increasing effort into amassing a horde of captives. It's unclear to what use they intend to put these prisoners. The captured humans are believed to be stored in life-support pods inside shallow voids just under the outer skin of the Titans. Sirius believes that the subsurface displacement missiles could be used to rupture the Titan's skin and dislodge the life-support pods, allowing them to be scooped up and rescued. Aegis's advisor, Aidan Tanner, expressed a cautious hope that the charges contained within the displacement missiles will prove to be non-lethal to the hostages, and that the Titans will not be provoked to a violent response. With prototypes of the subsurface missiles already being prepared, it's possible that Aegis may be in a position to appeal for assistance setting up their mass manufacture within just a few days. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to. 